hello and welcome or welcome back to the spa strong podcast yes thank you so much for coming back listening to another episode make sure to like subscribe and leave a ravings five-star review we have an amazing guest we have a triple og guest yes 100 we are so excited to have her back with us again today we have the pleasure of speaking with kimber james um, when Kim Janes was an up-and-coming lash artist, the industry was just getting started and there weren't a lot of lash options available. She wanted artistically inspiring, natural-looking lashes that would make her clients look and feel amazing, backed by a brand she could believe in. When she realized what she was searching for didn't exist yet, she set out to create it herself. In 2013, Kim's dream became a reality when Borboleta Beauty was born. After launching the brand, she put everything she had into making it succeed. In the early days, she actually sold lashes out of the trunk of her car. Such gangster shit. I know, I love it. <laughs> One of the leading lash extension brands in the world, Borboleta is known and loved by artists all over the globe. But from the beginning, it was always about so much more than that. It was about women supporting other women. Kim envisioned a lash brand that would embrace the beauty of diversity while giving other artists the tools for success and empowering them to achieve their goals. In addition to developing cutting-edge lashes and tools, Borboleta runs the industry's largest education program, training artists around the world. For Kim, that's the most rewarding part of all, helping other women build their careers and find their passion. Kimber, thank you so much for being here. How are you guys? I always love, love the chance that I get to talk with you. Same. We love it also. We're just thrilled to have you. And you obviously have accomplished so much. You are such a powerful force for positive inside of this industry. And so we're just thrilled that you had time to be able to come on here and talk to us in our audience today. Yeah, thanks you guys. Oh, let's see. I have done this podcast, I know for sure, but I've done a couple of other things. So I think maybe this is my second time back on here. Yeah, yeah. So you're like one of our first guests yep. when we watched the podcast. I think you were like episode 13 or 14. Or something like that. We're like episode 130 something now. <laughs> you guys look so awesome. Congrats. You guys are such hustlers. We try. You know, we try. This it's just like, you know, I I love your bio so much because you talk so much about how important it is to you to empower women and help them be successful. And obviously that's what we're all about here inside of Spa Strong as well. So there's alignment and I love that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Of course. So let's dive in a little bit. You have been kind of doing your thing inside of Borboleta. Um, we wanted you to come on and talk because so often the beauty professionals that we work with, they are struggling a little bit with burnout. They're kind of exhausted. They've run themselves a little bit ragged and they want to take a step back, but they don't know how to do that without feeling guilty. They um, maybe feel like, you know, if I take time for myself, then I can't be there for my team or I can't be there for my customers and clients. And so we'd love for you to share a little bit of perspective on this topic. Yeah. So I've thought of a few different ways to approach this because my situation, like all of ours, is a little different. And so I know that you know, all of us have days where we wake up and we don't feel like going to work. That's a totally normal thing. Um, but what do you do when you are the person that is providing for your family and you're burnt out and your mental health is suffering? Um, and I think that I found myself in somewhat asking myself some of those questions. Uh, 
you know, being a business owner, I still have to show up to work um, in order for my brand to grow and the role that I play, I'm still very active. And so I'm not at a place where my business just, I get checks in the mail, you know? And, and I think a lot of times people think that business owners have somewhat of that autonomy, but I do want to say that um, I feel a lot of empathy for people in our industry who do not just have checks in the mail. You know, if we don't show up to work, if we don't take clients, then we don't take a paycheck. And as a business owner, I, I have felt that. Um, and I, like I said, I have a lot of empathy. And so I'm excited to talk about this because maybe um, I could give some, a little bit of a hybrid to some of the listeners, because unfortunately we can't just decide on a dime that we're just not going to show up. Um, that requires a big career change and a lot of adjustments in our life. So oftentimes I see people in our industry that do lead themselves to complete burnout and almost, you know, sometimes we see burnout leading to self-destruction, which then is just really sad for people. And so when I say a hybrid, I say, um, you know, what does that look like? What does it look like to set boundaries for yourself and for your mental health and to take somewhat of a break? And how do you get to the point where you decide if you need to take a full-on break and how do you prepare yourself for that versus, um, you know, how do you just get through burnout and then get back to a safe pace of working? And so, yeah, I think that it's something that's just not talked about a lot in our industry and having just kind of gone through a little bit of that, I'm, I would love to kind of shed some light to the audience of some things that they can try to do and questions they can ask themselves. Yeah, I love that. I think that would be fantastic. I mean, I, I know even for me personally, this last year has been a roller coaster and a half, a, a roller coaster. And I, you know, I found myself wanting to definitely step back. And in some ways I was able to, but in other ways, like you, it's like, Hey, this business needs to be run. And, you know, Royal obviously runs it with me, but he has his role. I have my role. There's not a ton of crossover between us. And so if I don't show up, then there are things that aren't getting done and nope. aren't being handled as effectively. So I completely understand like where where you're coming from, where our clients are coming from, all of that. Uh, no, and I think too, with, with people in the beauty service space, we get to a point where we just push through, you know, and I, I see that all the time, like almost like a numbness about us where it's just like, I don't have any other options. So I'm just going to keep pushing through. But I think that something that, a lot of people can start asking themselves is what really would happen if I took a break and start with some basic questions of like, you know, how am I feeling? What does a break look like? How can I prepare for that? What do I need? And I can honestly tell you guys this. I don't, I don't know. Did you end up taking a break? That's I'm curious. Did you, did you take some time off? Yeah. yeah. Um, there I, I created boundaries. Um, I wasn't in a situation where I could pull away entirely, but I was able to talk to my team and say, Hey, I'm available on these days of the week. And the other days of the week, I need you to rely on FOW or I need you to rely on Royal or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, and then I 
fully intended to continue with it, but there were things that happened inside of the company that needed additional support. And so I had to be responsible, which was kind of hard. Yes. You know, that's what I signed up for. And I, I don't say, you know, I signed up to be an entrepreneur. And so that means I was signing up for um, abuse and for my mental health to suffer or my personal life to suffer. That's not what I mean. But when you have a team, when you've scaled to a certain extent, there, there is a level of responsibility that you need to still show up for. However, there are things that you can do. And a big part of that, I think, is delegation. So bringing people onto your team that you can count on, that you've taken the time to train them effectively so that if you do need to take some time, you know that not every single ball is going to get dropped, that there are people there that are aligned with your company that you can depend on, that you've you've prepared for this ahead of time. By It's good to hire people before you necessarily need them sometimes. Let's take a quick break to hear from this episode's sponsor, Podium. As beauty business owners, we know you want to see new leads regularly that convert into committed long-term clients without tons of time and effort on your part. Imagine a world where you get found online and through automations, you get paid while your competitors get left behind. Your answer, Podium. Podium is the beauty and med spa industry's ultimate secret weapon. A lead conversion powerhouse, Podium is fueled by AI and designed to not only capture potential clients, but also convert them with precision. And the best part, you can respond to your new leads within minutes via text using Podium's mobile app, giving you the advantage to strike while the iron is hot. With Podium, you don't need to spend your time worrying about what your competition is doing and can instead focus on providing your high quality services to clients who are right for you and your business. Supercharge your lead generation, elevate your conversion rates, and watch your revenue soar with Podium's game-changing tools. Today, Podium is offering a brand new report detailing customer communication preferences for 2024. This report will teach you best practices and which channels to focus on to ensure your marketing dollars are effectively gaining the loyal clients you're looking for. Visit www.podium.com or click the link in the episode notes to get started with Podium today. Now back to the episode. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for stepping back. I think boundaries is exactly where I think when it comes to our mental health or even just our logistics as beauty professionals, we struggle with. Probably most people do struggle with boundaries, honestly, but I would say more so, which is ironic because we also act as a pseudo therapist. Like I, I don't really like to tell beauty professionals to be a therapist, but it's just something that naturally happens. And so you would think with all of our expertise in uh, therapy that we would be so good at boundaries. I think that truly estheticians, cosmetologists, beauty professionals in general are the worst at boundaries, like in all areas of their life. <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest, guys. I think that we really suck at it. Oh, um, I, think, oh yeah, I believe it. We do yeah. fully. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I was there. <laughs> yeah, right. And so that's kind of where I would start with everybody is if you're getting to the point where you're waking up in the morning and you're like uh, Groundhog's Day, you know, it feels like Groundhog's Day, you're burnt out, you have lost your enthusiasm and, you know, here's a very realistic picture for everybody. You've hit that point and 
this is the career that you've chosen. You, a lot of you have, um, you know, commitments as far as your books are filled. You need to pay your booth rent. Um, a lot of you own your own salons and spaces. You have inventory on your shelves. And just like you mentioned, I think it's important that, you know, before you, you just jump to complete burnout, start putting the right people in the right places. And, and so number one, ask yourself how you're feeling when you wake up. And truly, if you're just not like bopping out of bed and just like, Hey, you know, the everyday things are going to hit you. But if overall, you're not like my life is like, I'm heading in the right direction. I'm so excited about what I'm doing. I have so much enthusiasm. My goals are looking great. Then you probably do need to have a little bit of a mental health check. And whenever I do a mental health check, I always ask myself three things. How am I physically feeling? How am I mentally feeling? How am I spiritually feeling? And, you know, to answer those questions honestly to yourself are actually some of the most difficult questions to ask because then you have to be a little bit more proactive. You know, you, you kind of get out of the numbness and the routine or the groundhog day and you kind of face the music of like, well, okay, I worked so hard to get here and unfortunately, like, this is here and that maybe I'm not loving it. And now what do I do? Because I fell in love with a career I grew a successful clientele or business. I have all these people that depend on me now. I can't just stop. But the thing is, is you guys, is you're right. You can't just stop immediately, but you can start. You can start waking up and you can start growing. And I can promise you this, that from the moment you wake up to the, the part where you get, where you actually start to feel maybe good again, is about six months. So this is not like an overnight thing. And there's a lot of studies that back this data. You know, it takes at least 90 days to make a strong habit in your life. Um, change never is an overnight thing. And honestly, just the ability to look at yourself and have the self-awareness that you do need to make some changes is what we usually numb. And so you have to be in a space where you actually wake up on your own and tell yourself that it's time for me to ask myself these three important questions. And then from there, you set up boundaries. And boundaries are so hard. Even just saying the word boundary, I still am like, gosh, I, I shake a little bit because my boundaries still aren't that strong. Um, and they're getting there, right? But I, I think that, you know, ask yourself physically, mentally, spiritually, write it down. And then start asking yourself, where are you breaking your own boundaries within these? And this is just the architecture, right? Like this actually is not necessarily the action to getting to feel better, but I'm very big on, you have to lay down a plan just like anything, right? Like you didn't just walk into a salon and start doing services. You had to have a plan to get where you are. And you also have to get a plan to get back into your, your flow and your momentum and, um, you know, rebuild your, your mental health. So Start asking the questions, write them down, and then write down under each one of those where you're crossing boundaries. And that could be like, hey, physically, my body hurts and I'm taking too many clients and I'm not getting to a yoga class. And I, like, that's just really specific, but that's a lot of times, like sometimes you just say that out loud and you're like, you know, is my, is, is my uh, physical health worth this extra client or is the yoga class worth it. I don't know. You know, you kind of just have to start asking those really intentional personal questions. 
And then once you do that, um, you start to change the way that you think about things. And it actually, I'll tell you one thing scientifically that this exercise does for you is it changes your thought patterns because instead of focusing on waking up every day and feeling like you're in Groundhog's Day, now you're focusing on where are my boundaries? How can I get back to a physical, mental, and spiritual place that I feel safe and comfortable? And you actually start working towards a goal that you didn't even realize you needed to work towards. So it's, it's a really cool process when you start to do it, but you have to be intentional about it and you really have to do it. I'm not talking like get in the car and turn on your music and be like spiritually, mentally, physically. It's like, no, 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 like really put it into a ritual and go to a place that's peaceful for you, get a special notebook, write it down. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I myself experienced, you know, a decade of growing a business and bootstrapping it and being on a roller coaster every single day of like, I had so much dopamine running through my veins for 10 years. It was a blast. <laughs> I loved it. Um, but then when the crash hit, when I really woke up, when I was like, you know, I'm just not happy. Like I'm, I'm just, I felt like I didn't really know who I was as a person. I felt like I wasn't really growing anymore. Um, and then I started to actually come out of, of a bit of numbness and started to actually change, you know, my regimen, my diet, the way that I um, talked to myself. And I gained a valuable dose of self-awareness that was honestly one of the hardest things I ever had to do. Um, which then put me into about six months of taking time off of my business. Meaning like I, I maybe did a little bit, like I wouldn't say I went completely rogue. I showed up for the things that I needed to, but for that six months, I invested in a lot of therapy, a lot of book reading, everything that I wrote down on my piece of paper that, you know, were my mental, physical, and spiritual goals. I started focusing on that over choosing my business on everything. And guess what, you guys, my business is still alive. We still, like my team, I feel like I have a better relationship with them than I ever have. And I feel like I'm in a better place than I ever have been with my family. But like I said at the beginning of this, my blueprint is not the same as everybody else's, but in relatability, once you start to assess where your boundaries are lacking, then you can start to decide where you need to pull back. And I love what you said about delegating. When you start to pull back, you need to push forward on delegating and you need to be okay and empower the people that you are putting in charge. One thing, because if you're a service, let's say that you're offering services today, let's say that you're a lash artist and you're like, yeah, this all sounds great, but like, I have bills to pay and clients that need me and family that I support. So I just like, I love this blueprint of like mental, physical and woo woo, but I, I'm not, not there with you. It's like, cool, let's take it back a little bit and say, I, I get all of that. So how can we kind of microdose the situation and get you to a safer space? Well, first of all, assess where you're at financially. And I know that's like a a really touchy place for everybody to be. But I would just say like on that same piece of paper that you're mapping out all of your, you know, your 
physical, mental, and spiritual. Also put where you are financially. And of course, be very honest with yourself because nobody else is going to see it. But where are you financially? And where, like, where do you need to be monthly financially? And then where do you want to be? Give yourself a nice little goal. Like, hey, I still want to be on the trajectory to be a six-figure plus earner. But right now, like, I can't get there if my mental health isn't safe. So, you know, be honest about where you are. And then really break it down and say, okay, this is how many clients I need to take in a week in order to continue to support myself financially. Also have some discipline and say, at this time, I cannot take on the five extra clients a week or a day or whatever it is um, to support my, my fun life, right? Like, you have to be in a space where you're ready to cut back on some things. And I, I'm probably going to get some backlash for saying that. But also, you guys, like, to get to a place that you want to be, you have to sacrifice some of the fun things. Because some of the, I'll call them your distractions right now, are also feeding what where you're feeling right now. You know, they're, they're numbing you a little bit. So pull back financially, do an assessment, pull your clients back, and then... Delegate, get an assistant if you can, that can come in and take over that clientele for you. Have a contract in place that says, I'm going to have you here for the next 60 days taking on my clients. But after my sabbatical or whatever you want to call it, I will be back full time and I'll be taking back all these clients. Yeah. So you, you can absolutely do things like that, that set you up where you're not losing a clientele and then someone else can help you out. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing First of all, all of this insight and then your process also. Yeah, the actionable steps. Because sometimes we have people come on and they talk about concepts, but they don't really always share like actionable things to help um, implement the concepts. So I really appreciate and Royal does as well that you have this kind of mapped out. And for our listeners, I hope that you will listen to this and actually implement like write it down, ask yourself those three questions, figure out where you are financially, where you need to be and how, where you want to be could, um, could potentially still work with your three questions of your physical, mental, and spiritual health. But if it doesn't have the discipline to, to care about yourself more than the money, because if you aren't healthy and you aren't able to show up every day, it doesn't matter how much money you have. You're, you're going to, burnout, you're going to stop showing up and it's going to stop. So thank you for, for sharing all of this, Kimber. We appreciate it so much. Um, is there anywhere that you would like to direct our audience if they want to follow you on social media or learn more from you or learn from Borboletta, where would you like them to go? Yeah. So a couple of things I would love to offer all of your listeners, a amazing book that they can start listening on audible, which Gosh, I should have a code for this thing, but I don't because um, <laughs> I literally throw it out on every podcast I've been on. It's amazing. It's called Emotional Intelligence and it's, you can listen to the audiobook. Have you read it? Yeah, I've read Emotional Intelligence. No, wait, I've read Emotional Agility. Just kidding. Okay, continue. We'll swap. I will read Emotional Agility, but yes, Emotional Intelligence. I will tell you guys, I picked up that book last September when I was like at my lowest of lows. It was recommended to me by a mentor. She honestly was like, don't come talk to me until after you've read this. And within the first chapter, I feel like my life completely had changed. Like it was like all of the feedback that everybody had always wanted to give me 
but never really wanted to give me was right. like there. And so I would read it and I would, I would put yourself in, in the shoes of, you know, like you're the person that needs to take all the feedback in this book and I promise it will change your life. So as far as finding me on social, you guys, it's at Kimber James on Instagram. And I did take a six month, at least social break, but I am slowly creeping back on. So you guys can look at my content there and yeah, I just adore you guys. You're, you are so great. And I love the content you're putting out there for your listeners. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Kim. We love you. We're so happy that you are doing better that you're doing great and that we were able to nail down this time to have you on and i'm sure that our audience will definitely find so much value from this episode so thank you for everything that you've shared